Hello, hello everyone. Um, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world today. My name's Emily. I'm one of the Chatterbug streamers and tutors. Um, so today I thought I would do something a little bit different. Um, I think there's a lot of bad news in the world that we get. So I thought I would look up some kind of good news stories to share with you. Um, and maybe you have some as well. So we can, you know, not ignore the bad things going on in the world, but maybe just talk about some positive good news. Um, there's this quote here I have on the screen in the slide that worrying is kind of our brain's default position, you know. So we have to really try to keep um, these negative emotions in check and try to try to find ways to be positive. So sometimes, you know, you pick up your phone, you get news alerts, and it's just terrible things going on in the world. So sometimes you need to physically, you know, seek out other positive things. Um, so come say hello in the chat. If you haven't seen one of my streams before, uh, my name's Emily. I am from Canada originally, also lived in the UK, and currently I am traveling. So I am streaming to you right now from Colombia. I'm currently in the study of Medellin. Great. Come tell me where you're from. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So I'm curious, um, how do you get your news? I would say for myself, it's usually on my phone. I get news alerts sometimes that pop up. Uh, usually BBC is one of the home pages I would check, uh, maybe The Guardian. So I'll go maybe check a home page, but I don't spend a lot of time going through the news, to be, obvious, to be honest. Um, but yeah, sometimes you see people's posts on social media. If there's something big going on in the news, often, you know, stories from people all get updated and maybe that prompts you to go and look up what's going on. Cool. So we have people from all over today, from Russia, someone who's in Chicago, someone who's currently in London, but from Brazil, Hong Kong, Mexico, Hakim, good to see you again from Saudi Arabia. Okay, so how do you get your news? Do you watch TV? Do you watch, you know, like the classic six o'clock news? Um, or maybe you watch the news while you're having your breakfast. Social media, as I said, maybe that prompts you or reminds you to go look something up. <laughs> the newspaper, do you like to sit there maybe with your coffee <laughs> and go through a physical newspaper? just chatting with your friends and family or is there another way so is there another way that you might get it um so georgie says google news usually yep that's a great one which kind of brings together different news sources telegram news uh watch news on youtube interesting yeah she says we're old we have to know what's going on happening in the world Cool. Yeah, and Hakeem says depending more on social media when it comes to the news. Yeah, I find usually when they are kind of like the big topics, suddenly you'll see people posting. Um, cool. We have Ellie who's from Colombia too. So from Barranquilla. I was just in Barranquilla 
um, last week, I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's all a blur now, but it was, it was a good time. Um, Twitter as well. Yes, Twitter um, is great, especially if you're looking for information about something specific. You can go look up that hashtag and see people who are posting videos or updates. So yeah, it's kind of, it's changed a lot the way we get news, right? Um, but so much really is negative in the world right now. So I would like to hear what are some recent good news stories you've heard or read about? Um, is there some good news about, I don't know, a local hero who did something great? Um, maybe you have some good personal news. Maybe you just passed an exam. It could be personal news as well. Um, what other good news stories? We're going to go through a few today that I came across. Some of them are just kind of fun and lighthearted. Some of them are things which maybe make us feel better about humanity. <laughs> um, let me know if you have some recent good news. Maybe your country is doing something great for the environment, um, something great for human rights. I don't know. What would it be? Let's see if anyone has any ideas. And if not, don't worry. I will share some with you so we can all have some positive news stories. Um, so Iris saying also on the radio, of course. Yeah, I don't really listen to the radio that much anymore. I usually am listening to Spotify or something when I'm driving. Um, let's see here. So Danny says the ending of the war. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully that will be happening. Mel Robbins podcast. I don't know about Mel Robbins podcast, um, Caberientos, but maybe tell us about it in the chat. What makes it good news? Um, the global economy, Mega Mouse says. So I've been hearing a lot of negative things about the economy, but tell me which positive things you have heard about. Um, so maybe some of the things that Elon Musk is up to. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool that he's helping to progress electric vehicles. Um, also satellite internet so that people who weren't connected at all before in extremely rural areas are now able to connect. That's really cool. Um, so good news that Hakeem recently came across is that some scientists have discovered a cure for cancer. Awesome. I, have, I haven't seen that one yet, but which kind of, is it a certain kind of cancer? Um, is it just like a treatment or is it a total cure? That's pretty amazing. And very cute from Nikki, adopted a little dog from the street. So you've brought a little dog into your family to take care of. That is Excellent, good news. And today I will share a few kind of cute animal stories as well. Um, so this is just meant to be a lighthearted stream. If at any point you have something to add, you have a question about vocabulary, um, or just a comment, please feel free to put it in the chat. Cool. So when I was trying to find some good news in the world. I came across this website called the Good News Network. 
So apparently since 1997, they have been trying to balance um, or provide an antidote to all this negative media that we get every day. Um, and so when I Googled it, as it says, it's the number one um, result on Google for good news. I decided to go to this webpage and choose a few recent stories to share with you that I thought were kind of, yeah. Um, so hopefully you learn some new vocab through this and just, it'll be a positive, positive stream. Let's get going then. Indonesia are going to be paid to collect trash from the sea. So the Ministry of Fisheries in Indonesia, which is one of the most uh, polluted countries in terms of their ocean surrounding the islands, um, has said that they are going to pay fishermen a little bit more than they would have got from their usual uh, fishing. So if while they are out fishing, they also collect trash from the sea, they are able to double their wage for the day. So about 10 US dollars is what they would normally make. Um, of course, you know, all of our oceans are connected. And so I think it's important for us to kind of support and encourage anything that we can do to reduce plastic, um, and to take care of our oceans. So I'm curious to know, do you have any sort of programs in your city or your country that you think are maybe a bit innovative like this, trying to think of a way to give people dual purpose? So in this case, yes, you're going out and fishing. At the same time, can you also collect trash? Um, is there anything like that in your country? I've heard uh, someone in the chat was from Brazil. I've heard in Curitiba, they have a program where if you collect garbage, the government will give you vouchers for food or transit or other kind of necessities like that. And so it encourages people to keep the city really clean. And I think it's actually one of the, yeah, one of the most beautiful cities for that reason. Let me know if you have any other more examples um, in the chat. There's another cute good news, a personal good news, going to be an uncle next month. Congratulations. That's very exciting. It's a fun, it's fun to be an, I'm an aunt. I have two nephews. So nephews are boys or nieces are girls. Um, so I have two little nephews and they are pretty entertaining. <laughs> um, Okay, so Hakim's told us more about the news he heard about for the cure of cancer. It's going to be a vaccine given to patients to help them recover within a few weeks. That's amazing. Um, so Nikki's example for Argentina, uh, the gov some of the governments, so maybe the municipal or the local governments are encouraging people to do compost bins. That's awesome. Um, one thing I find really strange and I, I found really strange when I lived in London is that uh, the approach to recycling and composting I think they could do a way better job of encouraging composting and recycling 
it would be like, a, yeah, like a different process for each borough. And it didn't make sense to me. I think it could be simplified. Um, and of course, maybe we can start to educate kids about this in school and just make it part of how we live. Cool. All right. So that's the first one there. And of course, as they clean up this garbage, it's already a great tourist destination, but it will just enhance the beautiful diving, uh, snorkeling opportunities, things like that. Okay, let's keep going. So the next one is that uh, according to um, <clears throat> a think tank that's based in London called Ember, uh, the world as a whole was able to meet the increase in electricity needs through renewables, 100%. That's excellent. So this means that I think our electricity needs, somehow they calculated this, <laughs> some sort of model, um, they would have gone up 4%. And so this would have meant that we need 4% more of fossil fuels, but we were able to avoid this. And China, one of uh, the world's largest economies, uh, was actually able to reduce their fossil fuel needs by 3% in this past year. So that's great. That's more of what we need. Um, that 4% in the world represents about 40 billion US dollars in fuel costs. Um, so tell me, uh, we talked a bit about what maybe our, our countries or cities are doing for recycling, getting rid of plastic. What about for renewable energy? Could you tell me about um, what, what you're doing for that in your country? And so Hakeem says, this is bad news for us because we are oil producers. Yes, totally. However, I mean, you also have a lot of sun, right? And I'm sure there's a lot of wind. So I, I think probably there are some other um, renewable productions that you could do in Saudi Arabia as well, maybe don't mean to be and I'm not an expert on it but I think there's probably ways that companies and countries can evolve um, to kind of benefit from a new more environmentally friendly world um okay so Apul is saying in Colombia there's no culture for recycling yeah so I I what I understood is that um everything kind of goes into the garbage and then later it might be separated and recycled. I'm not sure. Let me know, Apul. I also, in some places, though, you see like it's pretty clean. And then in some places when I've been driving, people obviously don't have somewhere to put their garbage. And so some places you'll see kind of garbage in a beautiful riverway like in Cartagena, um, which is a shame. So I think this is a global problem. It's not one city or one country. What do we do with all this garbage? What do we do with all this pollution? Um, cool, so that's a good news story. All right. <clears throat> this one I thought was kind of fun since you are all here working on your English, of course. So there was a study done that showed that um, exposure to more foreign accents helps children grow their vocabulary faster. So this isn't necessarily, this isn't talking about like if you're bilingual, so if you speak two languages fluently, it talks about children who are in multicultural environments, 
um, with people speaking English, let's say, but with different accents. When they're trying to learn new vo vocabulary, it actually helps them to hear it in different ways. It helps with the memory, which is pretty cool. Um, so this was done in a study in Germany and they had children play a game and they showed that when they were shown all this new vocabulary and they played with students who had <clears throat> um, other accents, they learned better. Um, but yeah, I think more and more today, people are growing up in multi-ethnic environments, um, particularly in large cities around the world and certainly places like uh, Europe where there's fairly small countries with different languages um, and digital nomads. So people who are working while they're traveling, kind of like I'm doing at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's kind of interesting, you know, having, if you have kids, having them be exposed to people from other cultures with different accents is a great way to help their cognitive abilities. Of course, if they also have the opportunity to go to um, a bilingual school, that's gonna have amazing advantages and benefits um, for cognitive um, abilities, you know, better working memory capacity as well and all sorts of other benefits. So in Canada, we have two languages, English and French. So we do learn French in school, but I mean, and I'm from Vancouver and uh, we don't really use it that much. But in Canada, you do have the chance there to go to French immersion schools, which is a great opportunity to speak French all the day at school. And then at home, you would speak English. So that is one way that in Canada, people can become multilingual. Um, and then, yeah, so Gigi saying, in the same country, it can vary so much. It depends on local politicians. Totally, yeah. Even like I was saying in London, it changes borough to borough. So it seems that like we could probably benefit from simplifying everything um, and maybe prioritizing this, but it all falls to the local government, it seems. Um and so Hakeem says one of the most helpful methods is by listening just like a child. Um, totally, yeah. So just letting yourself be like a sponge. They often say children are like sponges. They just take in all this information. Um, yeah, having an open mind. And it's fun to learn a new language. Absolutely. Um, so I'm curious, what experience did you have as a child? Were you someone who spoke one language at home and school. So for me, I spoke English at both. I had French class, but that was just, um, yeah, one class. Were you someone who spoke different languages? You had uh, one language at home, one at school. And tell me in the chat about your experience. Um, did you learn another language? So like, like maybe, maybe I learned, learned French when I was younger. Um, did you learn more than one? So I think particularly countries that border maybe other countries with different languages, it might be common to learn two languages when you're at school. Or did you only have your mother tongue? So your maternal tongue, you could say, is the one you grew up with. And let me know in the chat what your experience was. 
So lots of people who did learn, a couple people who just had kind of the one language, which I guess is like only my mother tongue, actually. <laughs> um, cool. But yeah, I think like many things, um, kids pick up so much. So it's great to expose them to languages when they're young. So Danny just barely had some Spanish. <laughs> yeah, so for us in Canada, it was mandatory to take French up until grade nine. And then after that, you could switch to another language if you want. Um, if you want to go to university in Canada, you have to have a second language up till grade 12. Um, so that's the last year of school, but it doesn't have to be French. So for example, you could take French till grade nine and then grade 10 to 12, you could take Spanish or even sign language, German, whatever's kind of offered at your school. So that's how it works there. Um, let me know in the chat, was it mandatory for you to learn another language or did you choose to? And let's keep going. Okay, this one was kind of cute too, also about school. Um, so someone mentioned they just adopted a dog in the chat. So animals always making us laugh. Like this one here, this is Ziggy the cat, who apparently is kind of an honorary student at this school. And so he comes and goes um, to the school. He'll kind of come into classrooms, go sit in the principal's office. And he's the cat of two of the students there. And so this day was the day for all the students to get their class portraits done. And he came and just jumped up and had his portrait taken. And so when the kids brought their photos home, there was an extra, um, an extra folder that had Ziggy's pictures in them. So that was just kind of a cute, funny, funny picture, funny uh, story <laughs> about animals being silly. So let me know, um, do you have a pet and do you think this is something they would do? Are they very mischievous? They like to um, go maybe visit the neighbor's yard or go visit somewhere their other cat or dog friends. Um, let me know. I used to have two cats and they would go out and play and often they would end up at our neighbor's house on their porch in a nice sunny spot. So they would uh, just kind of make their way around the neighborhood. <laughs> All right. And so let's see in the chat talking about our last one. So MP Saron had to study English in university, but loved it. Excellent. And still, still here now, improving. Excellent. Uh, learned English since elementary school, um, but still basic. Well, it's great that you're here working on your listening skills. Um, I encourage you to try to find ways to just immerse yourself with the language. So, you know, watch Netflix, put your phone in English, um, maybe find someone to do a language exchange with so you can practice. Um, on Chatterbug, there's one-to-one 45-minute -one live lessons you can do if you also want to practice with a tutor. So there's lots of ways to keep practicing. Um, so Hakeem studied from seventh grade. Um, but when I went to university, um, took three semesters of intensive English. Nice. Yeah. Anytime you take kind of an intensive focus with a language, it helps a lot. 
Um, so with Spanish recently, I did one month where I was doing four hours a day, every day. Um, and it really, yeah, helped kind of improve fluency. I think sometimes you need that intensive immersion. Okay, let's keep going. So the next one is another animal story, which I think is wonderful. It's about introducing wildlife back into places where they used to exist. So this one is uh, in India. So cheetahs used to be in India naturally, um, but they became extinct due to overhunting. Um, and so they've decided to bring five male cheetahs and three females from Namibia over to India, and they're going to be in a game reserve. Uh, so what they've done to make sure that they are going to be safe from poachers, who are people that hunt them maybe for their fur, is they've got German Shepherd dogs, which are trained. So they are going to be trained um, to protect these cheetahs, but they're also going to try to find um, elephant tusks, tiger bones, or any other sort of tra um, trafficked wildlife items. Um, so I think this is a great story about rewilding where they, they no longer are. I think there's some other examples of this maybe in Europe where they've reintroduced wolves to some forests and things like that. So it helps to kind of bring back the ecosystem as it was. All right. And great, Gigi says, Chatterbug has helped um, improve your English. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, a few of us have different accents too, so it helps to listen to different accents. So mine's Canadian, of course. Um, and that dog is not a German Shepherd. You're right, Hakeem. This was this was just the picture, <laughs> the stock picture I could find of dog and cheetah. So that is not a German Shepherd. Good eye. <laughs> um, great. So let's go on to some good medical news. So Hakeem, you shared with us about um, cancer research. Uh, I also found that there is some new Alzheimer's drugs, which are able to slow the medical decline by 27%. So it's not a cure, but if you are able to intervene um, or to get involved early, it can make a huge impact on someone's experience. So one in nine people in their life um, over 60, uh, once they're over 65, are going to experience some level of Alzheimer's. That's huge. Um, I know for myself, both of my grandmothers have varying levels of Alzheimer's. It's more common in women, as I understand. Um, and so this is very encouraging. I think people have all sorts of different ideas of what you can do to slow brain decline in other ways, whether it's... Um, yeah, taking some sort of supplements or just keeping your brain active. Maybe you have some ideas in the in, you can share in the chat. What are some things that you think we can do as humans to keep our brains active and going and hopefully healthy um, to, yeah, lower the chance of Alzheimer's or lower the severity? So how bad it is. So, yeah. Definitely encouraging news from the medical community. 
this one's kind of just a cute, funny one. Um, so apparently there was a, there was a poll done in the UK, which is a very kind of reserved society. People are friendly there, but it's like a little bit at a distance, you know, it's not a, not a Southern Europe or a Latin American place where people are very warm and welcoming. Um, so they asked people, what is something you would like to do in public, but you don't have the guts? So if you don't have the guts to do something, it means you don't have the confidence to do something. Um, and there's this YouTuber, Young Philly, who's been encouraging his friends to let go of these social inhibitions or things that you might not feel comfortable with doing in public. So. The number one item was that people would like to compliment strangers or compliment others without feeling like they're going to think you're weird or they're going to think, you know, you're hitting on them or, you know, trying to be interested in them romantically. Um, just being able to compliment someone. So let's see. Which So th there's 10 of them. <clears throat> so we'll go through the first five and then the next five, and see what do you guys wish that you could do, freely do. Maybe you already do. I mean, <clears throat> some of these items may be normal in your culture or your country, and some of these things would be very strange. Um, let me know which of these would you like to be able to freely do in public. So Sharpax shared one. So flying taxi takes off for the first time in public. Very cool. Awesome. Yep, the world's going to change a lot, I think, in the next maybe 10 to 20 years and beyond. <laughs> um, but I can say sitting in some traffic, I was sitting in crazy, crazy traffic today to get into the city of Medellin here. And so I think flying taxis could be quite useful. Um, and so Hakeem talking about brain health. So I think good nutrition can help with that. Absolutely, yeah. Good nutrition, keeping your brain active. Okay, so let's go through these. So these are in order of what people in the UK said they would like to do. So they would like to compliment a stranger. They'd like to go to the cinema alone, walk down the street singing loudly, um, tell someone they love them in public, or listen to something without headphones. So what's something if you weren't like, uh, yeah, if you had the guts or you weren't nervous or you were confident enough, what would you do? Let's see here. I think I agree with number one too. Sometimes you see someone, some, I've, sometimes I will do it if I see someone who has, you know, a really cool shirt or I don't know, <laughs> something. I might say something, but I think often we do, we might be kind of watching from afar and like, oh, that's really cool, but you don't want to say anything. So it seems like everyone is agreeing with that one. Let's look to the next five. Some of these are kind of funny. Um, so would you like to do which of these in public? Making bodily sounds openly. So all, all sorts of bodily sounds. Would you like to walk barefoot? So there's a movement right now that's very popular about going shoeless. Uh, maybe you've heard of it in your country or seen it on social media. Is that something you would like to do? Do yoga stretches in the park. So for me, actually, I've done yoga in the park with my friends. This isn't something that I would feel weird about. But maybe in your country, 
if you saw some people um, doing stretches and things in the park, that would be really strange. Um, adjust your underwear was number nine in public <laughs> or dance in the street. So I have to say I have danced in the street sometimes at some different festivals like carnival. We have a carnival in London where people are dancing in the streets. There's the one in Rio. Different countries and cities have these. Which one would you like to be able to do in public? <laughs> Some of them can be awkward. Um, yeah, to compliment a stranger. So that was the number one. So maybe, I guess it's just our, our concern that they're going to think we're very strange or weird or, you know, in some cultures it's normal, for instance, to like kind of smile and say hello to a stranger. In some countries or cities, people don't really interact that way like in public transport or just walking on the street okay walking barefoot or make bodily sounds openly excellent cool all right so i just have one more to share something out of this world um so nasa has celebrated a world first they smashed a spacecraft on purpose into an asteroid to kind of practice how they could save humanity. So if a huge asteroid was coming towards Earth, they were able to direct. Um, so they directed this, I guess, at an asteroid that was smaller, but as a test, going 14,000 miles per hour, this double asteroid redirection test um, to kind of break it up and, and redirect it away from the world. And so this is a really cool example of how um, it's not just about, you know, sending humans into space and exploring space, but also protecting the planet, um, which I thought was pretty cool. So that was a bit of a random selection today of some good news. We talked about things to do with health, the environment, science, animals, all the good stories. So. If you are ever feeling like, you know, there's a lot of negative news going on, I encourage you to go and have a quick look at one of these sites. This one was Good News Network that I found this, but there's others. Um, it's a good way to practice your English as well. Maybe pick up some new vocab and just, yeah, lighten your day. So that's all for today. Thank you for joining and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.